Hey, pals. This is George Boutsalis. This is Ricky Liorti. And we're back. Episode two of the Pals Podcast. Oh, baby. In this week's episode, we talk about accountability, vulnerability, and building habits and routines to shape your future. If you guys like the last episode and this episode, share it, leave us a like, leave us a review, all that good stuff. At the Pals Podcast, a shout out the boys, Loud Luxury, for the sweet intro song. Hit it. My pal. We're back. We're back. We survived an episode. We didn't get roasted too badly. And overall, it went pretty well. Yeah, honestly. Um, I guess, yeah, the feedback so far has been pretty positive. Yeah, like shockingly, for the people who don't know, when we actually finished recording last episode, we were so fired up. We're like, let's get it out there. Let's do it. This is yeah. actually going to be great. It's not going to suck like we might have thought it. Like what I said if? repeatedly. <laughs> But then we ran into some technical difficulties and it was, you know, Monday, we're still not up. Tuesday, we're still not up. Wednesday, we're still not up. Yeah. Finally, we got it up. And uh, all our friends that have listened have, have all been, you know, yeah. pretty positive reactions so far. Honestly, I, I so even going back when you said at the end of it, we were, we were super fired up. Like from when we started, I guess you can kind of hear it at the beginning. We sound obviously nervous. doing anything for the first time, yeah. a little bit nervous. But as it went on, like I got more, you got more comfortable. And as soon as it was done, I don't know, I don't know. I was, we were both so fired up. Like it was not as intimidating as we thought by the end of it. And like just everything flowed. And again, like people that have heard it so far thought that, or sorry, the feedback we've gotten so far has been fairly positive. I mean, some things they said, you know, volume levels and this and that, like little yeah, minor tweaks. and like, yeah. and but and surprisingly like, like really good feedback, which thank you everybody who, who listened. Thank you everyone who's, you know, given us the, you know constructive criticism feedback any like all of it is really appreciated you know as we start out in this journey like we're trying to figure out um kind of our path here but yeah all, all feedback is welcome and and so far thanks for all uh all the positive support it's, it means a lot yeah it's uh something that we've never done like we said in the first podcast so any feedback is great and it I had one person say, you know, how is this getting out of your comfort zone? You you can talk <laughs> in any room. And that I'm, was DB. That was yeah, hilarious. Yeah, one of our boys and I'm like. That uh, was really good. We're talking in a microphone to people that we're going to put this out to people we don't know. And at the beginning, it was, you know, nervous. Yeah. I remember like feeling my foot like tapping. And towards the end, we were saying, you know, like repeatedly. Yeah. But towards the end, I think we calmed down and we we figured out our. Yeah, yeah how we were going to go and it, it flowed naturally and it is also uncut and pretty raw it's not like this is scripted and we know okay point one, point two, point three. this was hey you know let's start talking and it's funny because we actually talk on the phone pretty much every day and today we cut each off hey stop the conversation let's save, save it for the, for podcast. the podcast yeah even on the way over here uh, you were coming back from like the game now and calls me and I was like, yep, yeah, nope, not talking right now. I was like, get off the phone. We got to save this for the pod. <laughs> Give the people what they want. <laughs> and going back, that quote that you said from our buddy, uh, shout out to DB. He said, how is this getting out of your comfort zone? I've never met two people more comfortable talking in my life, <laughs> which was which was amazing. Um, but yeah, uh, honestly, it's, it, was, it was really exciting. I mean, it was a little bit difficult getting this uploaded. Um, for some reason, Spotify is super easy. It went up in an hour today, or I guess when we recorded it, or when we uploaded it. But uh, yeah, Apple's been a bit of a stickler, and it's taking a lot longer, which we did not anticipate. 
But anyways, it's, so the, it's a learning experience. If you do experience. know about podcasts and you do know how to get it up quick, slide in George's DMs, not mine. This is a, yeah. an Impact George thing. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to ha- handle this technical stuff. I mean, it, I thought it was easier than it was. I mean, that's the thing. The, the big stuff, put, said getting the microphones, getting this like mixer, the apps, all that stuff, that was easy. It's the small stuff you don't notice. Like today, Spotify, I emailed them asking why it's taking so long. And, and they said, you know... Uh, basically like I wasn't saving the wrong file format, which is not something I would have thought of. And it's something that's obviously easily overlooked, but anyways, nevertheless, we, uh, we got past it and we're on episode two. This is uh really exciting. We're so far sticking with it. So yeah, keep, we're, we're keep two each other. And uh, I just started to go back there, but with our setup, I've had a couple of different people messaging me, asking how much it costs and what gear we have. We'll get George to upload it on Instagram, but you know, just a quick little item yeah. or some pictures with some descriptions of what we needed. I know George found a good blog that had most of the info on it. So maybe we'll share that as well. Cause it, again, it's not as easy as we thought, but at the same time, it's not where it's super difficult. You can't go out and do this yourself. We just found out one of our friends actually secretly had a podcast and just decided not to tell us about it until today. So shout out Mila. Her podcast is, uh, what is it? All my, because my best, because all my friends are married. Yeah. We'll post Some the link that. to that. On it, okay, so I gotta give, I'll give me a little plug here because I, when she she gave us like a shout out saying you know do or gave us some advice saying want to try Spotify. I started giving us feedback. I was like, how did Mila know all this? And then <laughs> at the end of all this feedback, she somehow slips in. Oh, by the way, I have a podcast too that I've been recording for five weeks. I was like, what? How do we not know about this? So she sent it to me, and I was listening to it now, and I was just at the gym boxing or whatever, and I could no not. Big st- deal. Yeah, no, I'm just casually <laughs> drops that in. I was boxing. I don't know what the Ladies, problem is. You hear that? No. <laughs> I was. I was, the point I was gonna make why it's relevant is because I was on. The, I was running like warming up, and I was listening to like me, Leonard, or I guess her, her co-host Courtney talk, and it was. I found it genuinely very funny. Um, it kind of has like a. It's kind of like a caller daddy type vibe, but I, I don't know. I don't listen to that podcast. I just, that's what they kind of explain it as. But anyways, Mila, keep doing what you're doing. It's really, really funny. And, you know, hopefully we'll get them on here at some point. to, to Do a little cross up. promo. Yeah, yeah, of course. I like it. Got to support friends. I agree. And so this being our second one, we're, we're two for two so far in recording two weeks yeah. in. And uh, like we said before, we were going to try and do this as much as we can. And one big thing um, that, that we're both focusing on is accountability. Course. Um, with this podcast, we've already got dates set in our in our calendars for the next five to six weeks so that we know we've got time set aside to record these podcasts. And that's a big thing when discussing, you know, accountability and making sure you're doing something, sticking with it. Cause me and George, we've done this, you know, we've made plans a million times that are consistent plans and you know, plans fall this day and then you skip one day, okay, I'll skip another day. I don't think we've done something consistently since we boxed together in 2015 at Sully's before yeah. Coachella 2015. Yeah, yeah, we were every Tuesday and Thursday, and it was clockwork. You picked me up in the little smart car. Uh, and that we, thing's the best. I miss it so and much. And we went up to you know a little uptown Toronto, and we boxed every day for yeah, every yeah. Tuesday and Thursday for two hours. But since then, we've tried to do boxing, or we've tried to do soccer, or even working out together. Buck-a-shuck. Buck-a-shuck. <laughs> our buck-a-shuck our lasted one week. Yeah. <laughs> we, tried to get, we tried to go hit every buck-a-shuck deal <laughs> in the city. We thought it'd be cool to hit them. We set a reminder every Thursday. I think we went once. And it would just get stained in the calendar. And we thought, okay, might as well just get rid of this now. Now, now we replaced it with our but it's weekly fun. It, podcast. The, the topic of accountability actually kind of ties in perfectly with episode one, because talking about resolutions and... and kind of the premise of that Stay episode accountable. accountability is probably the biggest the most important part of resolutions i mean anybody can make them but keeping yourself accountable um and staying consistent like we said before is is the most important part so uh 
I think obviously doing this on a public forum, like explaining our goals that we had in the first episode, doing this in a public space, like that naturally should keep us more accountable because, you know, we're saying we're, we're being consistent now, but it's two episodes in. It's easy to say that from this standpoint, who knows where it'll go. Uh, but I think doing this will push us and motivate us to stay accountable and to each other, obviously, which, which is the important thing. And then also the feedback we've got. We've had friends reach out that I didn't know listen to podcasts. And they were just like, yo, that was a great podcast. Long time no chat. Looking forward to week two. And I was like, whoa, man, haven't chatted with you in six months. And you reached out. Thanks. I appreciate that. So the feedback you guys have, have provided us has been overwhelmingly positive and we appreciate that obviously there are things we need to work on and we will and we'll get better as the time goes on and hopefully well episode 50 we're crushing it maybe but we're gonna keep with it you guys keep us accountable we'll try and do our that. best yeah, to, yeah. to keep everyone else accountable and keep chatting about new year's resolutions and some of these topics and major new year's resolutions that people might have you know the fitness ones the dieting ones, those are, I feel like, two of the most common ones, or even the trying to travel more. We'll keep mentioning them throughout the podcast so that the more you hear it, the more it might remind you. And if we can help you be a tiny bit accountable, you can help us be, and this is a, a good little partnership. I agree. I agree. And that's one of the the biggest things, too. And um, kind of what triggered that thought is, like, uh, one of our uh, one of our good friends, uh, JR, uh, I got to give him a shout-out uh, I mean, we do a, we do a lot of bucket list stuff. This guy's probably done some of the some of the coolest coolest things. Uh, more related to sporting role, but uh, yeah, this guy he knows he knows how to live. Uh, anyways, that's a bit off topic, but he uh, did something this past week that I th- that we found kind of like motivating and inspiring. Uh, he sent out an email to I guess a, a group of friends and basically outlined his 2019 goal. 20 what year are we in? 2020. Yeah. 2020 goals. Uh, he sent it out, said, these are my goals. These are what I want to accomplish. Uh, you know, I'm, I, you guys are my friends. I'm expecting you to help keep me accountable, keep me in line, uh, which I never seen that before. I thought that was really cool. And, and, you know, that obviously, you know, takes, uh, takes a lot of guys, I don't know, courage is the right word, but you know, you're making yourself vulnerable. You're putting your stuff out there and you know, your buddies are going to keep you accountable. They're not going to judge you for failing. Um, but that's a cool way of, of setting a goal and sharing it with people close to you that will help you be accountable. Cause you know, as life, you know, goes on you kind of forget what your goals are at the beginning of the year months go by work gets busy life gets hectic uh, and it's good to kind of share your goals I guess to, to have people keep you accountable who obviously care and and uh, kind of keep you in line yeah and when we read it so I think there was about maybe 10 12 people on the email it's not just a five line 10 line you know document oh, this yeah. page this thing is about six seven pages Microsoft Word you know 3,000 <laughs> word essay here yeah. I'm talking about so very it, well it written off, very yeah, well written it's if you if you ever meet this man Jr. he's an honest we're gonna get him on the dude. podcast we'll you guys he's, he's honestly great yeah you yeah. gonna get him on here. so we've got he talks about him and just where he is in his life right now he outlines that his 2019 goals and whether he hit them he did mediocre on them and then if he did or sorry I can't remember if I said did or didn't but he touches upon all three of those levels highlights his 2020 goals what he needs to do to achieve achieve them how he's going to achieve them and then also how we can help one of his goals was to I think travel less for sports unless it's his team or if it's a major sporting event you know like LeBron in the NBA finals or something so he says you know I got to hold myself accountable but you guys also can help me do that so yeah but he's also like, yeah, he's at, like I said, every sporting event does, goes to, I don't even know, countless, countless ones. He's been all the big games, all that stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. But that's also to the point, too, that, that kind of ties into like 
vulnerability, right? I mean, obviously with your buddies, I, w- I don't know if it's being vulnerable because, uh, you know, it's your friends. You expect to get, as guys, you get chirped and you get, you know, kind of razzed by your buddies. But, uh, you know, that's one thing that will, like we said back in the first one, it will help you grow and help you move forward is that you can't be scared to be vulnerable. I mean, accountability and vulnerability go hand in hand. Keeping yourself accountable is being, you know, you have to be able to be vulnerable with yourself, with people around you and, and be able to like admit your faults, admit your failures. Um, it's not, I mean, not to say it's not possible to hit every goal, but some people set on a, like, like very big ambitious goals. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Sorry to cut you off here, but there's that one quote. If you're hitting all your goals, you're not dreaming big enough. Something oh, like here that. Here we go. Another We're going to start the first quote <laughs> off. Something like that. Author Ricky Liori. Oh, my God. This guy, next quote is going to bring out his, uh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Michael Scott. Michael Scott. Whatever. Michael yeah. Jordan. No, but, but to that, on, uh, on that point, it's true. Vulnerability and accountability do go hand in hand. You're not going to achieve all your goals. And if you do, kudos to you. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I've never hit all my weekly goals, my monthly goals, my yearly goals, because I'm always dreaming pretty big and I want to do as best as I can. So if I'm achieving them, all of them on a consistent basis, then I'm not dreaming big enough or I'm not you know, setting high enough goals. <laughs> but on the, on the flip side about vulnerability, it's, you know, it's being able to tell your friends, you know what, I didn't hit this. You know, I only went to the gym two times this week. I wanted to go four. And your friend's saying, you know what, instead of going, let's go in for those after work beers, let's go hit the gym together. Or, I don't know, dieting. If, you know, you're trying to lose one pound every two weeks for the next six months and your friend's saying, hey, you know what, instead of going out for chicken wings tonight, let's go, let's grab a nice, you know, healthy meal. There's so many options now. So I think they do go hand in hand. And I feel that men don't talk about it as much as women. Yeah. I don't have an exact stat or something, but I'm willing to bet. <laughs> a lot of people, I'm, sorry to catch a lot of people brought up that 35-year-old stat that you brought up last time. And so be, we don't, you got to be accountable here with your stats you bring up, buddy, because people are going to start calling us out and we're going to lose credibility. I'm going to post a picture on Instagram. You're going to okay. see it, 33 or whatever. But back to, I don't even remember what I was saying. You were saying about, yeah, being... Being vulnerable, over. that men aren't as vulnerable in, in I guess social aspect as women are i feel like women can they're a little more op- scared yeah. to be vulnerable because women it's- can open up to their to their you know girlfriends or guy friends whereas men find it harder so to any men listen to all the guys listening out there don't be afraid to be vulnerable and to tell your friends your goals whether you hit them or you didn't your friends will support you and if they don't it's time to get new friends yeah. i and- hate to say that but it's it's true right? you want to surround yourself with people who are going to bring you up keep you accountable and make you a better person and one of the things too that kind of ties into that is like to vulnerabilities is like the kind of the fear of failure. And, um, you know, it, it's it, again, we've said this repeatedly, failing is not a bad thing, but you really shouldn't have a fear of failure. And, you know, if you just stick into the point of goals, if you set a goal at the beginning of the year uh, and you, you know, you check in at a month or quarterly, whatever it is. If you're not going to achieve your goal, there's nothing wrong with, you know, realigning your goal, set, bringing it down a notch. You know, if you say to wait, if you say you want to lose 20 pounds, but you realize six months into the year, you've, you've lost one. There's nothing wrong with bringing the goal Adjusting. down. Yeah, because yeah, people, they set the goals and then they fail and then they feel, you know, bummed out or down on themselves. They didn't do it. And there's nothing wrong with not achieving something. If you're making strides in the right direction, that's all that matters. Um, and actually, on that point, I want to touch on this too, because coincidentally today, I, w- I walked into the office and I saw this this book, like my little notebook I had here from 2018 while I was traveling. And oddly enough, when I was I was traveling, I gave it to my sister. Like I said, bring this home for me. I just don't want to carry it. Tiny little notebook. But yeah, weird coincidence. She put it on my desk today when we decided that, you know, we're going to record this episode. And it actually has my goals from 2018. I had three of them. Let's hear um, them. So I'm going to read them in order. So the first one was learn Spanish. 
did not achieve that. <laughs> did not. I know yo 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 soy Jorge. Uh, that's about it. Um, number two, learn about wine, which you know, my, no, no, my dad's a big big wine guy, so I want to learn about it. Yeah, maybe I achieved about an eighth of that, if maybe a sixteenth. I don't know, but did not achieve that. But my third one was run a half marathon. And that I achieved. Ding, ding, ding. I achieved that one. Congrats, I achieved it. I actually ran two in 20, oh, 2019. Oh, oh. So, I mean, it was another one. I put like, I'll get up and do more, you know, kind of live on the edge, get off my butt. So, I mean, I think I did that. That's hard to quantify because I didn't put a number to it. But like, again, two out of four, that's not bad. And even one of them was kind of ambiguous. So you can't really judge if it's a success or not. But um, the point is to, one of, one of the reasons I thought it was, it was, uh, important to bring up is because the learn Spanish one I really wanted to learn another language uh when I was during my travels I thought it'd be cool to speak another language I thought well, Spanish uh, sorry for ahead. those who don't know George does speak Greek very very well is yeah I'm not uh <laughs> I don't like to boost this guy's pump this guy's tires but he speaks Greek very well so he's already bilingual which is probably more than a lot of people are yeah it's cool I so grew up to be trilingual it. isn't it's not super easy to do especially once you get older and you're not in school anymore it's definitely hard so I I respect that you are doing it now but, too. But yeah, right? but that that's kind of the the point I was gonna get at too. Is like, it's a goal of mine. I, th I find language very fascinating, and and I wanted to learn one. So I thought Spanish is very easy. It kind of has similar sounds to, to Greek, so I figured I could pick it up fairly quickly, uh, not quickly, but a little more easily. And I uh, I looked for lessons last year and just kind of deviated and got lazy. And again, I didn't hold myself accountable and I let it slip by the wayside. Um, but again, so this year, that was another one of my goals. I actually signed up for Spanish classes at UFT, going back to school. Uh, I was a terrible student, but hopefully this time around is better. Uh, I, I still have that as a goal. Just because I didn't achieve it last year doesn't mean it's not a goal of mine, not something I, I care and I'm passionate about. So I said it for this year. I'm putting it out there. I'm taking Spanish Spanish level one. Learned a couple words yesterday, but I don't want to say them now. I'm a little <laughs> not, embarrassed. Not yet. Not yet. So uh, yeah, I'm going once a week for the next, for this semester, and hopefully I stick with it. So you know, I'm going to keep myself accountable to that, but, you know, maybe I'll speak, uh, maybe I'll uh, translate this podcast to Spanish for all our listeners out in, you know, Mexico, South America, yeah, out well, let's, let's calm Barcelona. Down. <laughs> let's calm down. We've, we've got, you know, we've got our goals for each week. But um, one thing I did want to touch upon too is when you're setting goals, don't just say, you know, I want to lose 50 pounds by the end of the year. Yes, that's great. But that's very tough and that number can be very frightening. Say, you know, set smaller, maybe weekly or monthly goals. So instead of I want to lose 50 pounds by the end of the year, I want to lose one pound a week or one pound every two weeks. Instead of saying I want to run a full marathon by the end of the year, maybe say I want to be able to run 10K by March and then go from there because it can, you know, being fluent in another language can be very difficult. But to take level one and finish level one, it sounds very achievable. If you say, you know, I'm going to take one course, uh, Spanish course, once a week for the next three, four months, that sounds achievable. To say, oh, I want to be fluent in another language by the end of the year, that seems a little more daunting. So I think setting smaller goals amongst those big goals can help you achieve them. And even me right now, like I'm on very small, I'm training for a triathlon and I'm not saying I need to run 10K tomorrow. I'm saying, okay, let's swim a little, let's bike a little, let's run a little. Little by little, each week maybe add an extra 100 meters to the swim, an extra one kilometer to the, the bike an extra couple hundred meters to the run. And little by little, by my triathlon in July, I'm going to get there. Yeah, of course. Well, at least that's the plan. Yeah, and I don't know about you, Rick, but one thing for me that really helps me do this, and which I guess one of the reasons why I think I didn't achieve some of the goals I wanted to last year um, is because for me to achieve these things, or achieve them and kind of keep myself on, a, on the trajectory I want to be on is I need to have structure, like a schedule, have structure. 
um, and just kind of know what I'm doing on a on a weekly, even daily basis. It doesn't have to be very specific, like very finite by the hour, by the minute. Um, but I'd like to know kind of what I'm doing during the day. Like I obviously know I'm working, but like, you know, kind of plan out what times can I take a break here to have lunch and read a little bit. Or this is what I'm doing in the evenings. This is my, what I'm going to do like Tuesday's box, Thursday's box, Wednesdays I have my classes. So for me to make sure I stay accountable to myself is that I need to make sure I have structure and, and, uh, and have a proper schedule. What I found was after last year, after I found my boxing match, which ended was June first. Bef- he to- won. No big deal. Second round, <laughs> second round KO, baby. <laughs> um, anyways, but I digress. <laughs> Moving back. <laughs> um, what I found that uh, up to that point, because I trained from like November onwards, every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, I or every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, I had I had training, so I knew those days like three hours. And that's what I was doing. So I I worked my schedule around it and fit everything in there, then put other things in that I wanted to. Uh, but then after that fight ended, I kind of enjoyed the summer, kind of got off track a little bit, you know, uh, didn't get back on, didn't get back on track at that point. So that kind of did, that, that didn't hold me accountable. And then just everything kind of gets filled in and you feel like a little, things are a little bit chaotic. So, um, I don't know if it, for everyone out there listening, I don't know for you, Rick, but one thing that, that I think is key to making your goals a success and staying on that path is, is having a schedule and, uh, knowing what you're doing every night, kind of put pick the big things, the important things that you want to do that you know are non-negotiables. You know, keep be accountable to yourself and say, this night I have this for sure. So I'm gonna put things around that because that's what I need to do. And if that stuff doesn't, if stuff doesn't fit in to helping you achieve that goal, honestly, it probably annoys and you should probably ignore it. Like, yeah, I agree 100. percent I think, especially when trying to achieve goals, having them set that time set aside at the beginning of the week or you know all month. So for example, you're boxing Tuesday and Thursday. You knew for the next three to six months or however long you were training, you were busy those days. All your friends knew you were busy. So we're not calling you. We're not breaking them every Tuesday and Thursday. Hey, you want to do this? You want to do that? Because we know you're busy. You've got something that is important to you that you want to do. And getting to the point where in the summertime you kind of fell off. Let me tell the listeners out there that if you can't get on track in the winter and in the spring, it is going to be very difficult for you to do it in the summer because yep. when it's nice out here, it's tough to get many things done. You work, as soon as you're done work, you want to do something. You want to go to a patio. You want to go hang out at the park. You want to go for a walk. It, it's so tough to just stay accountable to what your goals are in the summertime. So yep. if there is one thing that I, I can try and stress is definitely stay on track now. Keep yourself accountable, especially in January and February because if you don't and you lose track in these first couple of weeks and these first couple of months, it's going to be a lot harder for you to get back on it in April, May, June and say goodbye to July and August. Cause that's a, it's a lost cause there. Yeah. That's the fun time of the year. But, <laughs> but you know, it's funny that, that on the opposite side of that though, I will say personally, I'm like, I consider myself kind of a morning person. I mean, I'm kind of cranky in the mornings, but, um, I do prefer, <laughs> I do prefer to get my, uh, to like to work out in the morning, to get up, get out of bed, um, you know, have a good solid morning routine, but in the winter it is tough. I mean, I'll say like, I, you know, I have windows in my place. I get a lot of natural light, but I, you wake up like usually I'm up it's at dark. six, six thirty. It's like pitch black. You know, you'll you hit snooze. Next thing you know, you're waking up at seven thirty, and the lights just like you know just cracking out. Um, and it's tough. So it, you know, not to say that it's easy. And I mean, by no means do I do I have a successful schedule every morning because some days I'm up at six thirty, other days I'm up at seven thirty. Some days. Phew, you know, I've had like last week, I, went, I woke up at eight o'clock when they had no idea what time it was. Um, but if you can push through like the hard times, then it just gets a whole lot easier. Like the summer times, I'm up at like, well, as soon as the sun's up, I'm up. It's a lot easier to get going. 
but I think that's another thing on that point is having a good morning routine will set you up for success for the rest of your day. And if you want to stay on track, you want to have a good headspace and be able to focus on your goals and focus on your work and your workouts and, you know, uh, be able to kind of put everything where it needs to be and, and, and get all your stuff done. I think a, a morning routine is very important, like having a set time where you're going to wake up, um, you know, getting good night's sleep, but then being up early, you know, having your breakfast, whatever it is you do, getting a run and getting a walk and then, you know, kind of starting your day with work. And that's very important. Yeah. One thing I, I want to mention is people have their morning routines. For example, a lot of people wake up. One of the first things they do is, you know, have a coffee, their morning coffee. That morning coffee is so vital to your day that if you don't have it, you almost feel like your day is thrown off. So why can't you almost make the gym that same feeling? For me, I've been going for so long that if I know that I have a gym scheduled and something else happens and I can't go, it throws off my whole day. Now, this is different. I've been doing this for, I don't know, 10 plus years or whatever. But my routine on a daily basis, Monday to Friday, is that I need to go to the gym. And if I don't, my day just feels off. Just like people that don't have their morning coffee or people that don't read the newspaper in the morning that, that do it every day. Yeah, yeah. It, it throws off everything. So if there's... Again, I keep saying if there's one thing I can tell you, I've been telling you. We've said a lot. The listen, <laughs> listeners, a lot of things you know, it's today. It's funny. I didn't even realize that until you said it. We've been saying, if I can give one thing from this <laughs> podcast, it's If this. I can give five things from this podcast. No, but, but it's but, true. It's trying to get something that you're, one of your goals, make it so part of your routine. Yours is Spanish, and right now you're one day a week, but when you go to that level two, you might be doing two days a yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. If you say, I'm going to read Spanish, or I'm going to go over my textbook for 30 minutes a day, and if you have it so embedded in your brain that you need to do it 30 minutes a day, if the days you don't, you're going to say, okay, wait, something was off today. Yeah. You're going to go to bed at night and say, oh, I'm, I'm itchy. I, I need to get up and go finish what I was supposed to do. So is there? let me ask you, is there anything like the days, let's say you don't get to the gym. Let's say, you know, you, you had a rough sleep. You didn't. You woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Will you still force yourself? Or are there some days where you don't? And if you don't, then like, is there anything that you do to kind of get your head back focused? Or are those days still just tough? Or like, how do you get around that if you hit that roadblock and don't make it to the gym? That's a great question, George. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I will honestly, even the days where I'm brutally hungover, I'll still make it there because it's part of my routine. It's part of my day, Monday yeah. to Friday and majority of Saturdays, uh, the odds I take off Sundays usually, but pretty much basically Monday to Friday, I will find a way to get to a gym. Even if I got to wake up early and I'm not feeling it this morning, it was a great example. I, I did not feel like going to the gym. I tech called my dad. He's like, no, I'm not going. I'm like, oh crap. I ended up going alone. Shockingly, he calls me as I'm on the way there. He's like, I'm coming. Big you, Frank. You got me. Big Frank. So shout <laughs> out to him. He went to the gym today. But yeah, it's like even if I'm, for, for me, it's so part of my routine that if I'm going to have a bad workout, in my head, I'm thinking a bad workout is better than no workout. Yeah. And at least that's my routine. My, you know, other than work, work's something that we all got to do. Other than that, I hit that one thing that I have to do on a daily basis. And I, I compare it to people's morning coffees. If, my dad, if he doesn't have a morning coffee with his two milks and, or 10 milks and one sugar, whatever he drinks, his day's thrown off. He'll, he'll go stop whatever he's doing, go to Timmy's and grab his milk, his coffee, his milk with a touch of coffee. But that's, uh, that's what I try and tell people. You got to make it so part of your routine that if you don't go, something is thrown off that you're almost, you don't feel like your yeah. day was done. Is it part of your routine now that like, you know, you've been, since I've known you, you've worked out, I don't know, like, it's, it's, I, like I associate Ricky Liotti with like working like just every time, always in the gym doing something fitness related. Okay, okay. <laughs> jokes, jokes. <laughs> but like, is it is it to the point where it's like it's part of your routine that you just get up and you do it, or do you do things to set yourself up for that success? Like, do you 
you know, some people say they put their clothes aside from the night before. They have their bag packed, stuff like that. Do you do anything like that? Or did you just, you just know you're going to go? No, that's exactly what I do. I, the day before or the, even the, I'll set up my gym schedule for the week. I'll say, okay, you know, Thursday I'm going to the Leaf game. Okay. So I got, I got dinner at six. I work till five. I'm not going to make it in time to work out after work. So I got to get out of bed. Even though I didn't feel like it this morning, I got out of bed. My workout wasn't great, but I got there. I put in a little bit of work and I checked off that box first thing in the morning. Tomorrow, I've, I've got plans after work. I'm not going to be able to go after work. I got to get up no matter what time it is. I'll get up and I'll go before I go to work because if I don't, my day is thrown off. And it does help when you have your gym bag packed the night before. If you've got someone coming with you that, Again, accountability. If, if yeah. I know my mom, my dad, one of my buddies or something is going to meet me at the gym, I can't bail on that person. I would, I would hate if someone did it to me and I won't do it to them. So being accountable and getting set up and putting yourself in the right position to succeed. And the more you succeed, then I feel like it'll almost become part of your routine. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing that I found. I mean, I touched on this last time too. Like I kind of go in like these waves where like I'll, I'll be very consistent for a long time. Yeah. And then again, to the point like with boxing last year, after that fight ended the summer, you kind of like, okay, I'm going to keep working out. And I, um, like I said, personally, I prefer to do like classes, like, you know, the berries or spin or whatever it is. Um, and those are easy to do because you know, you're social setting, you're motivated to go. It's kind of a fun yeah, atmosphere. You got a lot of people around you, but it's still, you, you still kind of get off track. So for myself, like, I have to make sure that my bag's packed. I have to make sure that my clothes are put aside. Um, one thing I personally like to do in the mornings, I don't like to get like a big workout in, but I like to run in the morning. It's like, like something small, a little jog or some form of cardio. But I have to put my stuff aside at night. If I wake up and there's nothing there, I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll sleep in a little more. I'll just work out this afternoon. Yep. Um, and then something might come up this afternoon and there goes your workout, yeah. right? That's how it happens to a lot of people. One thing I, I think you you're, are really good at is you do plan ahead. Yeah. Like even right now, you're, you're on this this health kick and you've got those pre-ordered food. It comes in the little Tupperwares and you know, okay, I don't need to order food. Yeah. This, this is what I'm eating. That's something that's going to help you keep on track. At least judging, you yeah. know, I love to chirp you and I'm the first person to do it. But you've been on fire lately, man. Kids putting in work and starting it, to look good, seeing results. Thanks, pal. Appreciate it. Uh, but that's one thing, uh, again, another thing that I have to do is that um, if I don't do meal, like I, when I was training for my fight or, or running whatever i did a lot the of meal fourth prep. time he's dropped the fight i know podcast just letting y'all know if you want to if you want the link i'm gonna post it y'all you guys can all check it out uh you know those those big the cleaners in the ring uh yeah anyways one of uh when i would do one thing i did a lot when i get kind of in the zone is, is meal prep if i don't if i don't have either my meals planned prepped and, and stored in my fridge then like it kind of throws things out of whack because that's my biggest my biggest kryptonite is my diet by far like I binge eat candy. I'll eat like oh, yeah. all hours You're the of the candy night. Man. Yeah, like I'll eat all hours of the night. I just like it's, it's kind of just the convenience thing. And part of my job, I'm on the road a lot. You know, throughout the city. You know, across you know, kind of southern Ontario, and and it's a lot of time on the road or you know in meetings, stuff like that. Sometimes late, like at night working. Um, and if I don't have my meals prepped, then I'll, just, I'll take the easiest route. I'll find something that I think is healthy. I'll get a salad and a sandwich or something like that. And you kind of rationalize it by saying, okay, this isn't so bad. But realistically, it's, it's not ideal and that's not going to help you achieve, you know, if, you're, if you're, one of your goals is to lose weight or, or something fitness related. It's not going to be the, the optimal option. Um, while it kind of like, you know, it, it does the trick for a little bit. If you're doing that consistently, you're not going to really see results. So for myself that I, uh, now that I'm kind of back in the groove on this resolution phase, um, yeah, all my stuff's prepped. I have it ready from the week before it sits in my fridge. I have it sorted. I get up in the morning, throw it in my lunch bag, put it in my car and away I go. But 
So yeah. let me ask you this. What makes this year in terms of health and fitness? You know, I know you want to get fit and I know you're, you're doing this food prep thing, but what makes this year different than every other year for you? Because like you said, every year ago on those highs and lows, you lose weight, you put it on, you lose weight, you keep kind of almost going on this, this roller coaster ride of health and fitness. So what are you doing differently this year that is going to help you stay on track for the entire year? Or what makes this year different for you personally? Is there, you're in a different headspace or, you know, this, uh, maybe the, it's the meal plan. That's what's going to take you over the edge to help you get fit. What is it? Or what are you doing? Because I feel like this might happen to a lot of people. So if you could share some insight, I think for me, I just think it's where I, Everything I've done throughout my like life for the last you know five ten years I guess through those those years everything I've done is because I've I've wanted to make a change for something, um, and talking about how like I, I kind of fluctuate I go really good really good or really good and, and then really <laughs> really good and really good eh? really really modest good. too no 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 like when I fluctuate I, but for context I don't consider myself like out of shape or anything even when I when I did the when I ran I wasn't like I wasn't skinny I wasn't fit but you know I consider myself I sorry I stay active enough that that I can do these things I mean I'm not you know running like breaking world records or anything like that or running super fast times when I do stuff but you know I, I still consider myself active and and athletic um, you know by whatever yeah, standards or whatever yeah, but you definitely are. Um, but I think just at this point like we said uh, in the previous episode going into our 30s and um, you know, like any, as you get older, you obviously want to focus on your health. And, and I think our generation, the generation around us is, is changing and it's, people are being more cognizant of their health, of their well being. you know, um, mental health, physical health, all that kind of stuff. Cause, um, you know, the point, like anything, it's easier to do things like preventative maintenance, if you will, it's easier, it's, it's easier to do things like incrementally and do small changes than wait till you're in your forties and you know, you have a bad knee cause you weren't stretching when you're running and then you got to go get a, you know, have knee surgery or something or doing things and then trying to make drastic changes later. I don't consider this, what I'm doing this year, a drastic change. I think it's my, like it's a fairly decent change, but it's minor modifications to just make the right, make the right changes to my habits to put me in a better space to, you know, live a healthier life, be, be able to be more active as I get older, you know, eventually some point you're going to have kids, you're going to have a family, you know, you're going to play sports with them cause it's, it's a big part of what, what I grew up with and, and, you know, just want to make those changes now. So I'm not, I don't hit 35 and I'm like, oh, where did those last five years go? Why didn't I make changes and make, take steps to put kind of the, like, you know, the principles and values and all that in place for me to succeed. So I don't know. That's kind of, if that answers the question, no, I guess. No, it definitely does. And it's so true because the younger you are, the easier it is to get fit. As you get older, one, you have less time. Two, your body doesn't react the same as it used to. I, you know, I've been chatting with my mom and my mom's pretty fit, but she, she struggles to lose weight sometimes. And I, I know many people do just because the older you get, the harder it is. So when you're in your teens, all you really have is you have elementary school, high school, and then you might have a summer job or you're, you're maybe an after school job. Once you're out of school, you're working full time. So that, you know, 36 hours of school you had now becomes a 50 hour work week. Then you start to get bills. Then eventually you might get married, have kids. Once you have kids, your time is very limited, your free time. So if you can't do it now when you're a little bit younger, it's definitely gonna be so much harder to do it in the long run. And one thing you, you brought up in, in terms of even mental health, there is a direct correlation between mental health and physical health. You know, if you're not, if you're battling something or you're going through something, to think it's not gonna affect your physical health is just uh, ignorant. I know for example, when I was, I don't wanna talk too much about it because I know we're gonna discuss it in future episodes. 
But when I was going through my, my issues, I wasn't sleeping at night. So if you're not sleeping, you're getting three, four hours of interrupted sleep. You're not going to have a good workout. You're not going to wake up and ready to take on the day with the same, the same type of energy you would if you got eight hours of uninterrupted sleep. Yeah. You're, if your mind's not in it at the gym, your 30-second break is going to turn into a minute break. Or when someone's pushing you, you're going to be thinking so negative. You're like, yo, why are you pushing me? Go, go, go push someone else to work harder, right? Meanwhile, that person's just trying to help you out. So there's a direct correlation. And if, you're, if your mind's not right, your body's not going to be right. And if your body's not right, your mind's not going to be right. So make sure that when you're taking care of one, you're, you're also making a strong effort to take care of the other. Yeah, they definitely go hand in hand. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it, if you're, look, if you're eating... Uh, if you're going out every night and you're having, you know, McDonald's after the bars and, and, you know, like if you're drinking on weekends, you're eating junk, you're sitting on the couch, it does affect you. I mean, you know, I noticed that, you know, when you're going out more and then you're having those weekends where you don't move and you're being stagnant, like you just feel worse, you feel clouded, you get to work on Monday and like you just, you can't focus. It's almost like your, your brain is foggy, which I'm, I've heard the term brain fog before. I'm not pulling up a statistic or making something up, but I know there's something. I'll find one, don't yeah. worry. <laughs> But but it definitely, you know, there's that cliche quote. Man, we keep bringing up a lot of quotes. <laughs> that quote, like people say, you know, you don't put like, what is the term? You don't put something in a Ferrari. You don't put like, uh, you don't put like regular gasoline in a Ferrari or something yeah, like something that. Something like that. I mean, I don't consider my body a Ferrari by any means. <laughs> but but you have to do, you know, it does go hand in hand. And, you know, going back to your question about why do I consider this year different? I think um, one thing that I, I truly believe is that um, people like... A lot of people say, you know, people don't change and they know who they are. But I think if someone truly wants to make a change for some reason and they're like committed to it, going back to being accountable, being vulnerable, being honest with themselves, you can make a change. I mean, anybody can change who they are, what they believe, what their values are at any time. And and it's like, to the point of values. Like you have to have your values in place. So if, if you value going out and you have fun and that brings you joy, there's nothing wrong with that. Keep doing it. Yeah. But for me, I like I value being active, being able to do this stuff. Again, to the point of like I'm – I like to try and think a little bit in the future, not today, like what's fun for me today, what's good for me now. Like, you know, obviously at this age, going out to the bars is fun, but if you keep doing that every weekend and then by the time again you hit 35, 40 and you got, you know, a beer belly and you, you, you're eating junk, that's not setting you up for success and that's not going to be good for longevity and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's just putting your values in place and what you value. And I personally value just being in a, I mean, I'm a hyper person. Like I walk into the office every day, my sister and brother, I'm probably overwhelmed them with like, I have way too much energy. But I like being energetic. I'm typically like, you know, I'm, I'm happy, I'm hyper, and um, I want to keep that, that energy. So I think that putting these things in place will help me do that. So, And yeah, I, my mic I, I don't want to, this isn't me bashing you or anything, but George, when George is hungover, there's not many worse people to be around. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, guys. He will just sit on the couch, eat candy and junk food, and go on his phone and watch TV all day. That's... Basically, George hung pretty, over. Pretty confident and that everybody listening right now is going to be like, oh, Ricky nailed it. Ricky <laughs> nailed it. So last weekend, when we finished this podcast, we were both fired up. And some of our other buddies were already downtown, and we're debating going out. And we just said, we're like, should we do it? Should we not? George was like, you know what? I got to work out in the morning. I got a long day. I'm going to pass on this one. And that's exactly what it is. It's you had a plan tomorrow to work out, stay healthy. Yeah, we could have went out last, last weekend. But by the time we finished recording, it was midnight or whatever it was. Yeah, and it was late staying accountable to your goals and if that helps you that is something that's definitely gonna help you because if we went out you're not going to the gym saturday morning you're eating junk food zero couch. chance so of going there's obviously there's a time and a place for everything birthdays and the times you have planned with your friends and in my opinion there's no amount of abs that will make 
staying in all year worth it to me? I there's fine balance. So, you know, find what works for you. Oh shoot, I'm trying to not say you know anymore, but <laughs> find what works for you. Find that that healthy balance of you know health health, fitness, social life, and and balance that properly. Yeah. But if you don't need to go out and it's gonna you know you're gonna drink and it's gonna ruin your next day and it's gonna ruin all the plans you have. Just think you don't need to do it. And I yeah. think you said one of your plans was to start m- not missing out on FOMO or something. Or just embrace the FOMO. Embrace the FOMO. Yeah. Last week was a perfect example of that. Well, I knew last week that that's the, it kind of goes hand in hand. One thing, just the point I made is like I'm trying to be also a little less like short, like nearsighted and, and more again looking out for like long term because I mean, every, I'm typically both huge yes men. Like if someone says, hey, let's do this, let's do that. Like we typically just, you live in the moment so you don't think about really the repercussions or what's going to come afterwards. You just think this is going to be fun. Let's do it. And that's kind of how we've lived our, our lives, you know, and, and it's turned, it made some amazing memories, amazing stories, all that stuff. But now I'm just trying to be more cognizant of, of thinking ahead and just not just necessarily towards like going out and drinking. Like last week I didn't do it because I knew if we went out, the podcast wouldn't have been, we had to edit it, it wouldn't have got uploaded. So I'm like, you know what? Ah, I could pass on one day. Yeah, what's one what's one night not going out, right? But it's everything. It's everything you do. You have to like think a little bit ahead and, and um, you know, you can kind of fly by the seat of your pants in your 20s. You can have fun. You can. Oh, I like that one. Say fl- that one again. Fly by the seat of your pants. Never heard that one. You never heard that? I like that. Just like braggadocious. I said oh, today, you never heard that word. <laughs> I got to get this guy a dictionary. I'm going to put up a little voting on Instagram. Braggadocious. I believe it's a word. I think Oxford Dictionary uh, I, I defines it as you bragging. It's a word, but I just don't think many people have heard it. I, I don't know, man. Maybe read a book sometime. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Um, what were we talking about? I just lost the trip. But, oh, it's just about thinking about, um, you know, just thinking down the line and, and not thinking about just like, or sorry, I remember now, flying by the seat of your pants. Um, yeah, and you're, you know, again, anybody listening out there in your 20s, I mean, do whatever. Like, you know, one thing that, that you know, I this was one thing is getting- <laughs> No, I'm saying the one thing that, oh, okay. that my father told me is that, you know, you can take a little more risk in your 20s. What, anything that pertains to, like, you know, going out, um, yeah, you know how you know date uh, anything with like investing whatever you can be a little bit more risk. Oh, I don't know where word is it risk averse or open to risk. Anyways, I don't know. I don't read books. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. No, but you can you know be more a little open to risk and adventure and have fun and you know not to say don't think about the repercussions of your actions because that is very important because there's a lot of repercussions that you can have like. Anyways, I'm not gonna well, no, that's I. You hit the hand, oh nail my on god, the we can't hit your nail on the hammer, nail on the head. Nail oh the my head. god, oh, we're man. pulling it's out been, these. It's been a long got, day. We're pulling out all these quotes, and we can't even get half of them right. Gosh, yeah. But uh, yeah, you, you said it perfectly. <laughs> there's always gonna be re, like a consequence for your action. Last weekend, for going every out, action, there's an equal reaction. Yes, exactly. So who who said that? Someone someone tag us on who quoted that. <laughs> we should just get people. We should if we say quote. Hold on, if we say quotes from now on, we should just get like people to like tweet guys tweet us or uh, Instagram at the Pals Podcast. Um, anytime you hear these like crazy quotes we come up with, like someone just help us out. Yeah, Throw shit. us a tag. Tell us who did it so we can sound <laughs> credible. Okay, that's yeah, we'll it. Ricky, you for it. I'll let you jump back in. But uh, yeah, it's the uh, yeah last week's action. If we would have went out. the the reaction or the consequence would have been not working out on, on Saturday. And when you, if you think short term, it's easy to say, you know what, I'm going to go out. I'm going to have a great night. It's worth it tomorrow. But when you think not even long term, with you just think tomorrow, like it's going to suck. I'm not going to work out. I'm going to be, that's one less goal. I'm, I'm not, you know, actively trying to achieve it. I think it's important for people to think about the consequences of their actions because there's always going to be them. You know, if you stay in and fit, well, let's last week example again, you stay in we finish this podcast you, you hit that 
you check off that goal. Tomorrow morning, you wake up, you work out, you check off that goal. You go to work, you're working hard, checking off that goal. So there's, you know, three things that got done on a Saturday as opposed to you could have went out Friday and got nothing done. So uh, shout out you for doing that. That was pretty shocking to be honest because you are a big yes man so yeah no, i'm glad just, you didn't because i mean that means you I know what we got too. a lot of there's some fun stuff coming up in, in the next couple of weeks in the next little while so i mean i could pass on on one night but you know what i want to i want to say one thing i'm gonna give i'm gonna give out a, a little life hack something i started doing somebody recently. count how many times we said one thing in this episode yeah probably at like 22 things um <laughs> Listen, there's going to be a lot of one things. If you don't like the one things, don't listen to the podcast, okay? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We need all our nah, followers please, right Please now. don't listen. Please don't. I mean, please listen. Don't ignore us. But I get one thing that I started doing, I know I've told you this before, but I'll share it with the people. Because going back to the, the thing about waking up in the morning, waking up on the wrong side of the bed, um, I started doing this, this thing in the mornings, part of my morning routine. I do it typically every like third, every other day, every third day. Um, and I was told to do it by my, uh, by my, what my person I go to physiotherapy for, or like personal trainer Christina, who um, is like my or helped like my family go story, you know, Christina. Yeah. So, anyways, so she kind of told me this one day I went to go see her when I was again like back like last summer, and she told me that she takes ice baths every, every she does it every morning, like a proper ice bath, fills the tub with ice cold water, dumps ice in, and does it. And I was like, are you like, every I'm morning? Just thinking about I've it. done it. So I did it once after the first the first half marathon I ran. I had to do it because I couldn't move my legs. I got back to like when I was in Spain, I got back to the hotel and my legs were like locked. So I. I literally was going to like the ice machine, filling up the tub, and I sat in it. And the next morning, my legs like it was like they're healed, no cramps, no nothing. So I never had to do it again because again, I didn't run again for a while. <laughs> I didn't run again for a while, so I didn't have to go sit in an ice bath. But the girls are thinking he's a pro boxer. <laughs> yeah, good thing this is not live recorded video, so they can actually see it how unathletic I really look. Um, Give yourself some credit. I yeah, uh, I, I look kind of athletic. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so anyways, um, I met with Christina for like an, a session, and she told me she was doing this every morning. I was like, how do you do this every morning? So we discussed something, um, this guy Wim Hof, is the Wim Hof method of breathing. He's a guy who ran up Kilimanjaro um, with just shorts on, no shirt, no nothing. Like, because it's, it's, I don't want to get into his technique because I don't know it all, but he's a breathing technique that helps you I'll like- I'll save it for another time. Yeah, and I don't know it all, but it helps you like basically, I don't, it adapts your body to cold and your body's naturally natural abilities to be um, comfortable in cold. And he literally ran up Kilimanjaro with only shorts on. Um, I believe that's correct. Uh, so anyway, she told me she does it. So she's like, one day I went to go see her. I was like, I'm like, you know, rough morning. Didn't want to work out. I almost canceled my appointment. She's like, no, you're going to come over here and I'm going to explain how to, how to do this. So she told me, she goes, just get up in the morning, no matter what, get, get a bucket of ice, throw it in the tub and sit in, time it, start like little increments, do it more and more, like do these breathing tips, do this stuff. And I remember I did it one morning, like didn't work out the night before, didn't have a need to, but just tried it. And I can tell you, it's like life changing. Um, so for me, whenever I have days that like I wake up on the wrong side of the bed, I have a terrible sleep, I feel like kind of crappy, I literally throw a bucket of ice, a big bucket of ice into the tub, I sit in for like 10, 15 minutes, and I take a shower, and I'm ready to go, and I can tell, I, honestly, I don't know the science behind this, but I can tell you it for, for fact, it changes your mood. I don't know if it releases endorphins to your brain or what it does, but I promise you, if you have a big day ahead of you or, or anything, like, I think there's no better cure. I've done it days when I've woken up and I feel like I'm sleeping all day. I do it. I'm up. I'm ready to go. I have so much energy that it's incredible. So anyways, if anybody wants to give it a try, feel free. Let me know how it goes. But I can tell you it's one of the – that's kind of one thing that helped me make these changes. And, and um, it just kind of like yeah, it's something to put in place. I put it as like a 
you know, as like a part, um, part of your routine, part of the routine. Maybe not a daily routine. It's but literally like, you know, in it's my calendar, cold tub, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. And even speaking on that, your calendar can be one of the most vital things to help for you, helping you reach your goals. Like I put in, if I got boxing or if I got hockey, I have soccer, workout, Barry's class, whatever it is. I'll make sure it's in my calendar because if it's in my calendar, I'm doing it. I got nothing else to do. That's what I'm scheduled to do. And I like to think I have pretty decent time management where if I've got something scheduled, I'm not going to schedule something around it because I know I need an hour to work out. So that's going to take me, let's say my 30 minutes to get there or whatever, 30 minutes to change and get ready. And then I know I need my 15 minutes after to steam or shower or change or just get to maybe 30 minutes to get to where I need to be after. So my one hour workout is essentially two hours or whatever it is. And it's something that's in my schedule. I know I'm doing it. Nothing's going to mess with that. Yeah. Or if I've got a meeting, I know that I'll schedule it in my calendar. Got to give myself time to get there, to get, or to get to my next destination. And even with our iPhones now, it'll tell, if you put in the location, it'll say, Hey, you got to leave now at this time. That's actually a really yeah, cool feature. It is. It's unbelievable. So use your calendar and really utilize that app because it can make a massive difference and help you reach your goals. Yeah. What's something like for you besides the gym? Do you have anything that's like a non-negotiable? Like you have to, it has to be in your calendar or you have to do it every day. Like, is there anything is it, or is it just like fitness for you is like the one that's in your calendar besides events and like fun stuff. Is there anything that you put in? Like, do you have to eat lunch at a certain time? Do you have to, you know, do you have to, I don't know, give like meditate. I don't know what, like, is there anything that you do that's not negotiable? Is it just like working out for you? Is that your thing? No, work, working out's my thing. Yeah. That's my... That's your even, meditation. Even, yeah, even your... when I was you know, going through hard times, I, if there was a silver lining in that, it was that I was in the best shape of my life because I was going almost twice a day sometimes because that was my happy place. That was my, my zen or whatever. Your comfort zone. Or like you, your, you said, what are some non-negotiables? It just cracks me up. Non-negotiables, you can't squeeze the toothpaste from the middle. You know, those people oh. that squeeze toothpaste. Oh, we're going minute. down this road now. Well, bro. you said non-negotiables, and I'm just like, oh, oh so my now, God. I'm about, now we're going to like, mean more like non-negotiable pet peeves. <laughs> yeah, that's what you said that, and that's what I thought about. But that's your biggest one? Oh, no, not biggest, but. <laughs> what is there anything? Squeeze can, tooth, is, is, what's the biggest? Can it be said on this, or is it the. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm the toothpaste. Wait, is, that's, we, I forgot about that book we were going to write. Oh, the Bother Me book. See? Accountability, I, man. Another, that's okay. So you want to talk accountability? Well, well, yeah. we've got this podcast going now, and I think this is a but massive we, but step we in the right direction. Yeah, we should we should have done a lot of things. For context, so for context, I, maybe back in like 2016, I was going through like a month phase where anything anyone did bothered me. I don't hey, know. George, what's up? Man, don't talk to me. Yeah, like I would look at Instagram, like this person's so fake. Or I'd look at, you know, I'd go walk down the street and somebody would bump into me, like this person's the worst. Like I was just like in a bad mood for like a, I don't know where. Red was. light. Why is this light so long? So I started, or was it? I can't remember when it was. It must have been 2016, 2017. And I started like a little notepad. I started writing like pet peeves down because I felt like when something happened, if I wrote it down, it like cleared it from my head. So it didn't bother me as much. And I started this thing. And I think I told Ricky about it that like, I was doing it. Then he started adding to it. And then we had this idea, like, maybe we should make this a coffee table book. And we started, like, adding stuff and writing stuff in, like, different sections. And then it just kind of, I don't know, I guess it fell by the wayside and we didn't stick to it. But we should try to pull that up because there was some fun. There were some funny ones. Man, everything annoys me. Oh, my (laughs) God. I get irritated with the smallest things. But you know what? Like, yeah, I I hate being negative. Like, it's just... uh, 
I'm generally a positive I, person. I just but about to say, we should switch back to the I positive talk. No, and... no, but I'm not being negative, but there's like, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a little bit, you know, getting mad about some stuff sometimes. But Well, yeah, you're. it's never going to be all, you know, roses and sunshines or daisies and yeah. whatever that saying is. Gosh, That's one I'm thing. Terrible at this. One thing I've noticed too is like, you know, I think when you, st- a byproduct of doing these things, setting these goals, picking your values, all this stuff we talk about, I think it also translates into like naturally, it'll make you, I think it'll make you happier. Like, I don't know if it's a fact, but it might make you happier. But I think it also just drives positivity to you because I find that like anything, if you're, if again, you're not being active or you're you're not getting good sleep or all these things we've talked about, like you're just in a negative headspace and things bother you more. You become more irritable. Going back to the point, like when I get, you know, you said when I'm hungover, I get negative. That's obviously natural. I'm cranky, but um, I think that all these things drive positivity. And that's another big thing is just having a positive, like, attitude outlook on life being you know being optimistic being sorry i think being realistic but with with optimism is the important thing and i think doing these things helps drive that because you know you start looking at the glass half full you don't think you see the light at the end of the tunnel you don't say like again even if you're not hitting your goals but you're being accountable you're being honest and you're being vulnerable it helps to drive positivity because you're like oh you know what i made a little mistake i can do better next time i'll do better next time yeah and it's even about the little victories you know each time you have a little each time you go to the gym and you finish you have a good workout you feel so good about yourself or the time that you swap out a Big Mac for a, a salad or whatever, you go for a walk, whatever it is, you feel so good about your, and it's a little victory. And those little victories add up and they can change your, your complete outlook on life. So I think it's, it is important to, to notice those things and, and really realize what you're doing. But one other thing I did want to mention. God, one, one other thing. Well, no, listen, hold on for the record. It's not bad to say one other thing. We can't, we probably shouldn't say if there's one thing we can give you guys, because that's not, you know, that's we're also like, we're also not like, we're not geniuses in, like, we're not no. professing our knowledge to. We're not, I don't consider myself an expert in anything, maybe eating, but that's, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can tell you the best candies. Like, yeah, guys, I could, I can, that I'm probably an expert. If you want to know like good candy, maybe like, you know, yeah, I can, that I can tell you, but I don't consider myself an expert in anything. I don't know if you do, but I, I don't, I just, you know, we can share our knowledge. Nothing wrong with yeah, that. There's, there's nothing wrong. But that's kind of the objective. Ba- here. Back on the, this point I was about to make, there's nothing wrong with having a bad day or an okay day, the day where it's, you know, a, a negative day, but just realize where you are, why it's negative, the things around you that are affecting you, and then try and change it moving forward. I know we talked about this last week about, you know, surrounding yourself with positive things, positive people. Some days you're just going to have a bad day. It's, it's human nature. Every day can't be great. There's those days where you're having maybe a two or a three out of 10 and it happens. Acknowledge and really think about why was it a twit? Was I stuck in traffic? Is traffic the thing that ruins my day? Yeah. Or did I eat unhealthy and you know that wasn't part of my? Is that what really brought my day down, or was I just having a bad day? Did I just wake up on the wrong side of the bed? There's nothing wrong with it, but when you realize and you can just say, you know, I'm having a bad day. After lunch today, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna start with a healthy lunch, and I'm gonna change my outlook moving forward. It does work, because yeah. at the end of the day, it's all in your mind. Bad days are are bad days, but there's nothing that you know, besides some catastrophic events that can't be turned around. So I think if you're having a bad day, you know, those one or two, three out of tens, just acknowledge where you're at, try and bring it up to a five or a six, do those little things that make you happy. If you got to, maybe if, if eating a Big Mac makes you happy, you know, take that, but know that tomorrow you've got to put in work or yeah. eating that chocolate bar, whatever it is, try and do something that for yourself that can help your, your attitude and your outlook on the day. So 
I'm not going to say one more thing, but that's it. I'm <laughs> I think <laughs> that a lot of that ties into as well is like habits and triggers. And I don't like, I don't know a lot about it, but I remember I started reading a book a while ago called the power of habit. I never finished it. It's one that I put aside and didn't read again. Um, but if I remember correctly, one of the big things, like if you want to make changes, you got to change the habits, the things that trigger certain things. So, um, like personally speaking, if I have a bad day and I just want to like go home, sit on the couch, put a TV on, like mindless humor, whatever, not thinking like, you know, have some snacks, munch out, whatever things that like trigger these, like these, sorry, I guess that the things that trigger things that then lead to the, the habits. Like if you have a bad day and your, your comfort zone or your, your feel, um, what's the word I'm looking for, whatever, what makes you feel good is sitting on the couch and eating a bowl of ice cream or whatever it is. Um, you know, it's just in that minute or that hour you're having a bad, you know, it's, it's the things are going bad and not going well face it for what it is take it for what it is and just try to push past it pain is temporary and, and in the moment like another thing that another thing somebody <laughs> told me no but it's true it's like it's like if you really think about like unhappiness or pain or, or whatever like if something goes wrong okay it happened at this time if something happens at 12 o'clock that goes wrong when it's 1201 you cannot change well not necessarily you can't change but typically something went wrong you can't change that that thing that happened we can't go back in the past and change it you take it for what it is you got to figure out a way to either correct it put something in place to help mitigate it whatever that is but you can never change what happened so it's taking it for what it is like do your best to fix it but don't dwell on it and keep moving forward and i don't know if that makes sense but that's kind of how i like things it's like no, it, you have to stop looking does. at the like the I can't remember. This is now another quote. I can't remember what it is, but it's like the the it's like pain or unhappiness is be, like is the time between. I can't. I'm not gonna bring that. We'll, we'll I'll, I'll pull we'll it up it for the next one and yeah, I'll bring yeah. it up. But I can't remember. I, I, honestly, it stuck with me. I know the principle of it in my head. So like, I honestly believe that it's like if that's so. The concept is like let's say you have to you you have a, you're writing a test at you know tomorrow, and you're dreading that test. You're gonna keep thinking about it at the time between now and then. You're gonna cause yourself like mental anguish. You're gonna think about, oh crap, I have this test. I'm not prepared. I'm gonna, it's gonna suck. But thinking about the whole time, all these negative thoughts is not gonna change that when that test is coming. That test is gonna happen. So why dwell and think and like bog yourself down till that moment? If you think you're gonna fail, wow, then to deal with it and wait till that moment and then be pissed in that moment and then move forward or prepare yourself better. But I'll pull this up next time to kind of get into it more on, on how, yeah. I, don't know. I want to say one thing that oh, the um, you're talking about, you know, finding something that that brings you happiness. And you mentioned an example of you know, sitting on the couch or whatever it is. My thing that brings me happiness is the gym. And most of my friends, most of the people around me know that. But it wasn't always like that. People are going to say, oh, you've been doing this for 10 years. It's easy to say that. But it started one day. I wasn't born like this. Not like I went to the gym when I when I was a kid. I grew up probably in my late teens, early 20s. I decided that. I hated going there originally, but then I said, you know what? I need to make this change. And eventually I started going and I've lived in so many different condos throughout the years, different schools, different this, different that, that my one consistent thing was the gym. So it became my, my happy place. Mm -hmm. So when I was down and I'm having a bad day and you know, everybody's going to have them. I go to the gym and that's my getaway, a workout, release the endorphins, whatever. It puts me in a better mood because I know that that was my thing. Mm -hmm. So it's easy to say, yeah, make the gym your happy place. And I, I know people are going to listen to me and think that's oh sorry. very tough. I, I hate the gym. I hate yeah. the gym. I hate work. I hate all, like, I don't, not hate the strong word, but I think the only form of workout I enjoy is boxing. I like, I go to, like I said, I've, I've like berries. I, I do enjoy because I like the type of workout because I was running, but like, 
I don't really, it's not like for me, it's not my happy place. Being active is, but even running. I kind of like running, but I also hate running because when I'm running, I'm a person who thinks a lot, like I'm very in my head. So when I run, all I'm doing is thinking and it like drives me crazy. But it, I know it's good for you and it, the results of it are, are what what yeah, I, I value. So I like that. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, whatever, I guess whatever makes you happy is is what you should do. Yeah. And I think we that's a, a pretty good way to wrap it Come up. You know, we, we've been chatting a lot, a lot of one things, this one things that. So <laughs> Uh, ending oh. off, I th- I think it was good that we we mentioned vulnerability, accountability, yeah. especially when dealing with New Year's resolutions and goals. Because, again, like we said, they go hand in hand, and working on them and realizing that they go hand hand in hand, and you know, expressing being vulnerable to your friends and asking them to keep you accountable will help you reach some of your goals. So that that's how I want to end it off. And George, what yeah, do you, what do you- I, I I I'll, I'll, I'll that's you summarized it perfectly. Uh, one thing I do want to add at the end of this is that, um, you guys, any again, any feedback is much appreciated like send us anything you know we can again you can message us on instagram on twitter um email it's all at the pals podcast um emails the pals podcast at gmail.com like anything i mean negative positive we don't care but it it gives us stuff to work with because at the end of the day this is it is for us like we're doing this because we want to we enjoy this and we have fun but also you know i want to give you something good to listen to um and that being said, as we go forward, it's not just going to be us two pals sitting here talking about all our goals and what we do and, and all that. We do want to bring guests on and um, and have some more fun with it. Yeah, we want to bring this more, make this more like about the things, with, the values that we've kind of expressed in these previous two ep- or these two episodes, and just kind of build off that. Bring people in who we think exemplify those things, who are doing those things, who are doing cool things in their space. Uh, so yeah, I guess that's something you guys can look forward to. And, and again, we'll keep releasing these weekly. And I don't know. Yeah, no, you. That was great. Honestly, like again, all feedback is appreciated. We read pretty much every comment, every text, everything that's come to us has been so overwhelmingly positive for us, and I thought that was amazing. Yeah. Again, we've never done this. It was tough at first, but now I think we're slowly. Yeah. Getting the, we're getting get, there. We're get, yeah, we're getting we, there. I wouldn't say we suck. I mean, we might still be. No, you know, no, we're getting we're, there. But. We're, we're getting there. So, but again, all feedback, whether positive, negative, we appreciate it. Keep listening. If you if you like it, please share it with your friends. If you think there's an episode that might pertain or, or help someone or any individual, send it to them. If you want to reach out to us, or if you think there's some ideas you want us to discuss or talk about further, yeah, hit us up and uh, we can do it. So, uh, my pal, my pal, I think this was great. Episode two. Finito, or how you say it in Spanish? I don't know. Fin. <laughs> no, that's that's fin. that's I think Italian for end of meal. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna uh, end the we're end with that quote. Signing there. off. Later, Thanks pal. for listening, guys. See you, pal. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain, and I don't remember all of my mistakes and every I got alone.